0: I think we have to start i not we it's wrong saying we with a with an apology <laughs> because we got a, a message from from andy burns on twitter thank you andy for getting in touch who is enjoying the podcast which is brilliant apart from the continual bad mouthing of shortbread but mm. <laughs> but i think it was only one episode have i done it before about shortbread well, we've spent a lot of time talking about
1: snacks, so I'm sure it got in there somehow. No, I think it's been twice. It's been referred to twice. Has it? Yeah. Hashtag
0: give shortbread a
1: chance. Yeah, I would second that. Give, shortbread, give my shortbread a chance, remember? Well, if I actually saw your shortbread, I'd give it a chance. I can't okay. give something a chance that I don't actually know exists. Yes. Well, I haven't quite had time yet. We've been very busy around the place. <laughs> Paris has been on. Milan is kicking off. I'm hopeful that I will be able to squeeze an hour of baking
0: in tomorrow. And you've promised me, because the thing I have against shortbread, and then I'm going to stop talking about shortbread, is it's dry and crumbly. That Mm. seems to be the. But isn't that shortbread? Isn't that what it's meant to be? Well, kind of, but mine's not overly dry or overly crumbly. And it's
1: legendary. It's legendary. It's not my recipe.
0: It's it's, it's (laughs) nothing to do with me. I just bake it. It's mysteriously legendary. (laughs) So we are. So, Andy, I'm going to give shortbread a chance. Naomi's going to put some together. We're going to take a photo of it to show you that it's it's been done. Okay. Now the pressure's a little bit on. <laughs> we will try <laughs> they <And> normally <laughs> quite rustic looking. <laughs> <laughs> and I promise, I promise I will give it a chance. And after Andy's message, there was a couple of other people on Twitter. And again, thank you to anyone that gets in touch with us, saying that he needed to listen to the... And I think it's the most feedback we've had about one of our podcasts was the junior tennis one. Yes. And it's something... You've said, haven't you, that was just sort of tip of the iceberg and there are many more things but it's amazing the podcast we've done and the people we've spoken to that it's about junior tennis it's about coming through that has got everyone because I I think we forget how many people there are parents or coaches of 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 young people that want to make it in tennis yeah
1: I mean there are there are thousands and thousands of kids trying and you've got to remember we tend to forget in this country because of the landscape of sport but for women it is the biggest sport on the planet by a country mile is it well yeah i mean eight of the top 10 earning female athletes are from tennis i don't have the numbers but i'm pretty confident that at least 80 of the top 100 will be from tennis it is uh head and shoulders above everything else and we've been really lucky we've been a professional sport since the 80s thanks thanks to Billie jean king love you Billie jean it, it is leading the way and not only is it actually for me not only is it the biggest sport that you can be involved in, and, and every five-year-old sporty girl should have the chance to try tennis just to see if they like it. You know, they might want to play something else. That's fine. But in this country, it's not necessarily treated as the biggest sport, like football is for men and for boys. That's how
0: tennis should be for girls. In terms, do you think of it'll ever get plays. that way? Can you ever see? Because there is there is money around in tennis. I know not everywhere, and it's still very expensive. But do you ever see a time when tennis, maybe especially for women for girls, is put in that spotlight? I really think it should be, and that's what I always
1: campaign for and try to drive towards, but um, really um, the attitude towards it in schools needs to change. Um, so many PE teachers uh, think that it's really difficult to teach and think that you can't have lots of kids on one court and that space is an issue and all this sort of stuff, and all of that is not true at all, but you just need to be educated to understand how you can construct
0: a session. And It feels uh, true, because you feel if it's something like football or hockey or something you've got a big space you can run around whereas tennis you've got to have the courts you've got to have all the equipment but I imagine at the very young age and from what you said and other people have said to me with very young children you don't need all that early on.
1: Yeah uh, yeah exactly you, you don't need all of that at all I mean I spent most of my tiny tot years playing um, floor tennis just rolling it around on the floor and it's it's, a, it's an amazing thing that you can do but the, the WTA and women's tennis and also not only is it the biggest sport in the world, which, by the way, Russia figured that out 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, then kind of the rest of Eastern Europe, America worked it out. Now, so our Asia, and we're still kind of at school playing. Our kids are playing netball and rounders and hockey and all these stuff, which are fantastic sports. I'm just particularly biased. But in terms of what the number one sport should be, it should be tennis. Because it is just head and shoulders. It's just like football in terms of head and shoulders above. There there are more careers in that sport than anything else. And it just is the biggest sport. There are the most idols. Everything that goes with it, Will it take,
0: in this country, and I'm just talking about about girls to start with, and Johanna Conte did so well getting into the top ten, but will it take... We have Andy Murray on the men's side of things... Is it going to take a Serena Williams-esque type of person in this country to generate the kind of publicity that we need, or is Serena Williams enough? The fact that she's American to to try. Why in this? What can we do in this country to really stick a rocket up it? I actually think that it's the responsibility
1: of the federation. To, to change that I think that the, the the federation the LTA which I'm heavily involved with and I'm helping I don't work for them but I, I help in, in lots of different ways they take on responsibilities that they shouldn't necessarily take on so in terms of the responsibility for how individual players do but in terms of the landscape of British tennis and that it should be stronger in schools absolutely I think is their responsibility because if we look at we had Andy I say we had Hopefully we'll have him again, but right now we don't have him. But we had Andy doing incredible things, and he was the most popular sports star. We talked about this with Peter McCarthy, the last podcast, saying how incredible he was in terms of his popularity. one won sports personality three times. Everybody loved Andy Murray. He's the biggest sports star in the country, and participation went down during that time so it's not just about the success you can really try and kick on from the success and and there's there are amazing programs that have been developed out of the davis cup win and uh, back in 2015 that i've been involved in called tennis for kids and and all this sort of stuff but it's about using that in the right way and yes a british serena would be lovely
0: (laughs) (laughs) we don't ask for much Um, is it accessibility because you look back to france have a fantastic model in terms of the players that have come through that are coming through that is still there, and when you speak to anyone in France, it's because wherever you go there's a tennis court, you can find one, you can play on it, you can act Is it about actually accessing tennis courts, or is, is that a little bit basic, and it's so much more than that i mean there
1: there are, there are so many things really that come into it the the price to play, the equipment that you need is you know, it's pricey uh, to get an indoor court. It's expensive. You know, it's pretty much the equivalent of a a day out in Thought Park for an hour of a tennis court. You know, if you're a family, what what are you going to choose? It just is a no brainer. Mm. <laughs> and uh, y- there are a number of issues, but for me, I would focus really on the young kids in primary school. You know, every just you know, just when I picture that five year old sporty girl, she should. Want to play tennis, and this this is a story that I tell all the time actually. And I first realised it when I was about seventeen years old, and one of my really really good friends was playing in the England netball team. And this was back, this is back in the time when the whole kind of rhetoric from the press and what we were feeling as players was very much that um, we had a couple of lines, which was were all a bit weak maybe mentally spoiled that was the, that was a good one we're all spoiled um because we kind of enjoy we, we, we're very lucky you know we live in a, a lovely country and we get to play tennis and that sort of thing so yeah we are spoiled but also we in the days of Sharapova and all of these big players coming out of everywhere and uh, Del Potro and and it was why can't we breed them like like that you know, look at the, the Serbians and the Argentinians and the Croatians and the Russians. Like, when you went to Junior Wimbledon, I and mean, my brother played against Del Potro. Did he? They were the same age. Played at Junior Wimbledon. How did that go? It didn't go well. <laughs> um, they were the same age, but Nick looked like a boy. And Del Potro had a full beard and basically looked exactly as he does now. And uh, do you know what? Nick went 2-1 up. And they got rained off overnight. We did take a picture of the score, but he didn't win many games after that. Oh, if only the <laughs> rain hadn't come. I know, that was it. I mean, it was just Tim <laughs> Henman all over again. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they were saying, why can't we breed them like this? And I went to watch my friend play netball and went to the England netball team. And there were these incredible athletes, all huge, absolutely huge, and phenomenally talented, brilliantly skilled. And I'm not in any way against girls playing other sports of course I just want all girls to enjoy and benefit from what you can get from sport but I was just I sat there thinking everyone's saying you know why can't we breed them like this and where are all our phenomenal athletes and I'm thinking they're all here they're all at Loughborough playing this netball match there's 15 (laughs) of them right here and I just kind of thought we do have that in us but we're not getting the pick of the best athletes in our sport particularly on the men's side athletes at a young age for boys get sucked out by football then they get sucked out by rugby then potentially cricket and tennis is kind of having to pick up the scraps we're very very lucky internationally that Rafa and Andy did not choose to be footballers because they could have been they were incredibly good at at football but they, they kind of made a choice now for the girls we're losing the top bracket of athletes to netball and hockey and gymnastics and swimming and these sports
0: that shouldn't be taking out the best athletes because tennis should be top of the pile Is there an element though that the sports you've named are largely team sports I know in terms of swimming you're going to be there 5 o'clock in the morning on your own doing the laps, largely travel with a group of you, you go to championships, you're part of a squad I imagine, and I don't know, you've done this I haven't, that it's quite if you're a team, you're meeting up with your friends and you're practicing with your friends and you' normally try and at times you're thinking, oh, I just need a break from these people, but there's an element of the team when we hear this with Nick Kyrgios he loves it when he's playing Davis Cup for Australia, Jack Sock they love that team element having someone else there It's quite imagine when you're when you're a young girl, five six seven it's quite lonely because it's predominantly I imagine yourself and a coach and you do a lot of traveling just the two of you or maybe a little bit as you get older on your own and maybe that steers. uh, taking the cost aside, but that steers a few more people into team sports?
1: Yes, it definitely is an issue. And for me, I'd have all mini tennis just be team the whole time. No individual competitions whatsoever. You can go and play a singles match as part of a team. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I I can't see why a parent takes their child to play a tournament by themselves for the Saturday. It just sounds like rather a grim Saturday for everyone involved, to be honest. But when I... I, so I asked my really good friend, she was playing netball, and I said, how many of the people from netball played tennis with a proper qualified coach and they actually tried tennis at all? And out of all 15 of them, and these are incredible athletes, uh, it was only one, and it was her. Because <laughs> uh, we played tennis when we were little together. And she then chose netball, which is which is fine, but at least she had the chance to find out so whether she enjoyed it So why was netball. tennis not for
0: her? What were her reasons?
1: Oh, for, for her... Um, her name is Sarah Jane by the way uh, for sarah jane i 'm not sure really she did she, she it didn 't fit her at all from the very beginning she didn 't like it at all. I think she struggled massively and she just was really, really really
0: good at netball. We should just say people are going to hear bits and pieces it's it 's milan week it 's the next gen yes. atp finals' it 's day one we 're recording this. Ahead of day one starting, so it's, there's always there's always a bit more going on. They're on still building the, it. <laughs> We're not sure. We haven't seen <laughs> the court yet. We're not sure if the court is down. <laughs> We're hoping it'll all be ready in time. It's interesting because I work in football as well, and and the people I work with in football, whether they're current players, past players, they know we do a lot of tennis and they love tennis and they're always talking about tennis and they're wanting to watch tennis and then they're also telling me how they used to play tennis and as you say they got sucked into football but the amount of people I've spoken to have said yeah you know when I was young I was a really good tennis player and that's the first sport I played but then drifted into football and, and these are these are men who have represented their country played to the very very highest level and they have such a soft spot for tennis and they love oh, that's it that's nice But but they it wasn't a path they ever took and I think and I spoke. To, I spoke to one person. And he said it was because it was easier for my mum to take me to the local football thing, yep. and there was lots of people around, and it wasn't expensive. And obviously, they loved doing it. And it was seen as it was seen as a better path. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really. I've always known that footballers like their tennis, especially at the tour finals where we're going to be next week. There's always footballers there. And they do love their tennis, but it, it surprised me how many of them, and, and a couple of them have challenged me to a match. And I was like, whoa, "Whoa, no, whoa! Didn't used to play." <laughs> I talk about it. I bet you are. I've I, never seen you play. I, I bet you are good. Well, I say I
1: talk about it, and I do enjoy playing Surely it. Surely some of it seeps in, though, as you're watching Rafa. It just
0: It's surely a bit of osmosis into you. You think it does. (laughs) And then you go out on court and you try and do something that maybe he did. And you think, oh, that's really bad. But so a couple of them now challenged me to matches. And I thought um," you should do it. So I didn't want to say no. But luckily, do arrange doubles and I'll be your partner. Oh, that's amazing. Let's do that. Absolutely. It won't be till the or, summer. Yeah. Because the person who challenged me was Frank Sinclair. Well, let's do
1: team against team. Okay, great, Frank. Used let's to play. Let's do team six against six. We can get have Arv, me,
0: Miles. Let's get Jill over. And, and Frank said that, he was one of these people, Frank Sinclair, used to play for Chelsea, that Played tennis a lot. Loved, but he said he's a warm-weather man and he won't play tennis ah. in the winter, so it's got to be in the summer, so we've got a bit of time. What? We've we played football? We got, in the snow? And the But he said, he said, I'm a warm-weather person and I'll I'll play tennis with you in the so. It's, I've got a bit of time. Because I, I didn't say no, because he kept saying, well you love tennis and you talk about it so, so we have to have a match I was thinking um, uh, okay so we've got about okay. six months or so done we can, uh, we can, we can, get, you, we can get you ready by then but it's just
1: it's, look, it's one of those things there are there are so many different reasons but it, I just find it very uh, people don't realise that kids in kids in Serbia all of the girls will play tennis it is treated It is treated like football is for boys here in terms of every athletic five-year-old boy plays football at some point before they then decide what sport they want to focus on. And with the girls, they don't all play tennis, as we see by the, the netball team I was talking about. But in places like Serbia and Russia, and, and they all understand that this is the number one way, there are 150 jobs available on the wta tour for female athletes earning over $150,000 a year there's no other sport like that surely i'm not entirely
0: sure of the landscape of of women's football and that sort of thing but it's incredible is there any truth though and you touched on it there saying people assume that people in this country you have a nice life maybe you don't you're not really you don't have that Desire as much as someone from, so, you know, we've heard stories of was it Anna Ivanovitch growing up playing tennis in a in a, a disused swimming pool mm-hmm. because that's all she could find and and I think it's too strong to say a way out. Maybe for some people that is the case, but they see it as a way of travelling and making the money. Whereas perhaps people in this country are a little bit more comfortable. I'm not saying everyone is, so there isn't that drive and desire. Maybe where for someone who did grow up playing tennis in a disused swimming pool, there is a little bit more of of that hunger because they can see what is possible from where they started yeah this this as or is that say, too much of a cliche because that's no, something that
1: people it's a, it's a bit of a cliche and it's a bit it's something that I've heard so many times you know weak British tennis players whatever spoiled British tennis players whatever it may be Um and I don't really buy into it you know Federer's come from a very privileged background so has Rafa Nadal and Andy Murray wasn't necessarily well off but he you know he didn't come from a, an awful background and you know okay you have serena and venus they came from detroit and different backgrounds but it absolutely does not determine how good you are it just means that i think if you come from areas where life is really tough and it, as you say it's not necessarily a way out it's just it's an obvious thing to do whereas for us or anybody that comes from... Because it can be from any country, you can come from a privileged background. Anybody who comes from a privileged background has to be a choice. Actually, you don't just make that choice on one day. You have to make that choice every day to do the right thing every day, to get up and do the extra rep. You have to make the choice to to go to train and that it is the right thing. Uh, And I'm a very big believer in that, in that you make a choice of, I want to be a tennis player, but you have to make that choice every day because you could be doing something else. Whereas if you do come from somewhere where there are limited opportunities that something else isn't it's not there but Federer made his choice every day and so has Nadal and there have been many Australian players and American players and it it does not determine uh, who is a good player or not it just means you have have to work with them differently. Now when I was back playing as a junior the theme was kind of because of the weak sport British tennis players they decided to go down the road of (laughs) ah I know what we'll do. Let's get all of the Russian coaches and bring them over to work with the British coaches. It did, The British players did not go well at all.
0: Because just, just too Culturally, different.
1: it's just vastly, vastly different. And if you look at somebody like Caroline Wozniaki who, as a junior, played loads and loads of matches, trained all day, every day. Like She was proper volume. And she was very, very good, don't get me wrong. She broke through very young as a teenager, but it was volume that she did. Uh, Radvanska, also similarly for the girls' side, it's become kind of a thing now that that's what you have to do and that our kids have to compete all the time and play all the time and train every single day and, and and do all of this stuff. But they're both Polish. I know Caroline Wozniacki plays for Denmark, but she's Polish. It's a very different culture. It's a very different, it's not a different work ethic. It's a different approach to working, to how British children Will, will operate in, in in that sort of thing. So it's just, it's a very, you can't pick it up and, and shove it in Britain and expect it to work. They go to British schools where they're dealt with very differently and they have British parents who deal with things very differently um, and you have to work with that. So I try and look at America and Australia, kind of similar cultures, but we have a really big difference between American culture Australian culture and our culture and this is the, for me, this is the number one thing that holds us back in comparison to those two particular nations, you can also look at Germany and France maybe, like you mentioned France, the one thing that we have it'd be interesting to see what your take is actually on the French how this is, is that in, in British culture we don't like confident kids, we try and bash it out of them, we think they're arrogant we like them to be shy, we like them to be perfect we like them to get on with stuff if I, when I was young, I think I once said that I wanted to be a professional tennis player, and adults, as in coaches, are laughing in my face and saying, All right, calm down now. Like, What are you doing? And if you think about American kids, you know, that you stick a camera, when, when, we, when, we do, when we're working on the American tournaments, and, you know, Seb. Sydney Seb Seb Lozier, our reporter from ATP Tennis Radio, he went and found a kid who just did this amazing sort of interview, and they love to talk, and they all say like, "I'm going to be this, and I'm going to be that," and and they really do, you know, shoot really really high, and even if they don't quite reach it, they're going to achieve something great, and we hate that in our culture, but in Australia and in, in America, they really embrace that and I think and I've seen it when I've I've seen a good 11 12 year old be really confident and people label and and the governing body national coaches their own coaches their own parents whoever it may be labels them as difficult and arrogant and I just think but you've got to be difficult and arrogant but you
0: also have to have a bit of realism in there because if they're saying having the confidence so it's good to have confidence I'm going to be the best I'm going to be this and then it crashes isn't the crash going to be so much bigger than if there's if they weren't quite so I'm going to be the number one I'm going to do this I'm going to be pressure so don't you have to have a bit of maybe it's extreme but you've got to have a little bit of balance. for sure absolutely it can hurt
1: both ways but I think we're extreme on the other side as in all I was ever told was
0: but it's not going to work. And do you hear that so. across the board from, from your peers at your age level? Was that not just unique to you, but it was being said? <laughs> it was just particularly bad. <laughs> it, was, it was being said to other... Have you got stories from other people who have said yeah. exactly the same? And now you're a coach. What do you like with your young charge? Well, so, I mean, I had the exact
1: situation where I've been trying to get my player, Daisy, to value her own opinion above other people's and above mine because you know she'd do something and she'd be looking at me and, I, and I'd and i say oh what do you think of that and she'd say I think it's good basically trying to guess the right answer and it was all about me so then I started refusing to give my opinion on stuff oh god even when it was terrible I can't imagine you
0: refusing to give an opinion I, well <laughs> yeah you <know>, it was <laughs>
1: but even even when it was I was just Wanting to just grab her and be like, What are you doing? And uh, I just refuse. So I'd say, What do you think about that? And it's been god awful. And she'd say, Yeah, it was good. And I go, Okay. And then we just move on. And she hates it. She'd say, No, 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 but what do you think of it? And I say, Well, it doesn't matter. If you're in a match, no one else's opinion matters because you don't know anyone else's opinion, do you? Oh, it's only your own. But when
0: you're young, it does. You want... Uh, oh, she's not that young. She's all right. Not even a teenager. But you want a validity. You want someone to yes, say... Yes, you do. And and that's right, but you
1: can't get that on, in a match. And that's the thing, is that she can have it some of the time, but there were some sessions where I would say... You know you can't have it and anyway and it took me about two years to get to the point where I was trying to build her confidence in in I know what I'm doing because I was saying to her look if you're going to go on this journey being a tennis player you are going to be told all over the place you're not good enough you're going to have coaches telling you you're doing it wrong I mean she was practicing serves the other day and a coach came up to her and just started talking to her about how her technique's wrong and she's got to do it like this and she doesn't work with this person you're going to have opinions you're going to not be selected for things you're going to lose your opponent's going to tell you you're not good enough because they're going to beat you you're going to be told all the time that you can't do this if you really want to do it then you've got to know yourself and know what you believe in and it's an incredibly difficult thing in this country as i say american kids tend to be a lot better with it so do australian kids but in this country it's really hard and uh, so we did we had this we we had this particular part where she hit a new level she was hitting from the back of the court I was at the net and she hit this new level of tennis it was amazing it was so good you know when I mean? just all clicks together I mean well you don't know you've never done it <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know what? We'll do it. We'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll help. I think, I, I was
0: actually thinking about our podcasts, you know. Oh, right, yeah. Sometimes you think, crikey, but other times you think, yeah. wow. <laughs> exactly. It all you know, clicked. It all came together. I, I think you and I would have to spend an awful lot of time on a tennis court for you to get that moment. When you look across there, you look at me and think, yes. Yes. It's, we'd either talk too much. I would laugh too much. Or we'd chat a lot. You would get too annoyed with me. <laughs> and you would definitely give me your opinion on things. <laughs> I wouldn't get annoyed with you at all. I think you would. Yeah, I think you might no, get annoyed I think I, I would. I'm either laughing or talking too much I think you I think the coach Cavaday might kick in you well, might I'm be like sure
1: I do love a chat even in, even, in, even in coaching sessions but yeah so and it all clicked together and she just did this amazing thing and I just thought right I say, and I, so I didn't give anything away and I said right what do you think about that and I try and do it when it's good when it's bad when it's middle I try and put her on the spot and sometimes in the middle of rally I'll catch the ball and say tell me about that last shot was it the best you could do where was it yeah I know she gets really annoyed about it <laughs> It is really annoying. She's, She's thinking, like, I was just getting into it. It's feeling
0: good. I'm getting into it. And You just stick your hand up and catch the ball.
1: Yeah. Sometimes, like third shot of the um, third shot of the practice session. So she just got there, hit one, two, third ball. I'll catch it and I'll say, talk to me about that shot. And she just goes, oh, really? <laughs> I just want to know if it's the best Daisy, she can I, do. I
0: feel the pain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm this. Um, Anyway, and then basically, I i said to her what do you think about it and she said
0: oh that was really good
1: that was amazing she was so so just kind of absolutely loved it which is great because if she didn't we'd have some issues because <laughs> um, that's basically as good as it's gonna get so she said oh yeah you know, i loved it it was amazing uh, and i said great and she didn't ask me what i thought and i was thinking Okay, that's interesting, because normally she'd say, what do you think? Especially when it's really good, because okay. she wants the praise. So yep. she'd be like, what do you think? And she kind of turned around to go pick up a ball. And I was thinking, oi, what are you doing? So I said, um, I said, what do you think I think about it? And she, uh, it's very confused. Did she say it doesn't matter what you think, it's, it's ex- what I think? That's exactly what she said. Did she? Exactly what she said. She said, it doesn't matter what you think, because I know it was really good. Now that's a moment. And that, I just I don't know I've floor. never met Daisy,
0: but that is a moment right. Two there.
1: years it took to get to that level, two years of real work on that and getting her to value her own opinion it It is an incredibly tough thing to do, as I say, we don't like kids that are going to be strong and ambitious, and I want to do this, and also say I'm
0: really good at something. I just think it's so tough because you want them to say that, but then you've got to have there's got to be realism in there yeah. as well because you've got to protect them because they're, they're not largely, they're not adults, that they are young people and, and there's got to be the reality of maybe this won't work, maybe this won't happen and if you've only had people telling you you've got to be great, you've got to be amazing, then the crash is going to be huge. Yeah,
1: absolutely and you, and you need to protect against that and as I say, I just feel like we operate on one extreme and you can operate on the other extreme of just telling somebody they're amazing what not based on anything and just repeating you're amazing, you're amazing, you're amazing and that's also comes with its own issues but it's much easier to rein in confidence and arrogance than it is to try and drag it out of somebody
0: it's fascinating and we said when we did the the junior podcast special that if people are listening to tennis for the first time you should go back and i can't remember which episode it was or what the title was because we've had some really random titles (laughs) for our podcast which might not have anything to do with junior tennis but you said at the time that it's something we're going to keep going back to and it is interesting that a large amount of the feedback it's either dogs that we're followed by on Instagram oh I've got to talk about that people talk oh by the way a cat is now following us on Instagram or dog <laughs> Sven loves cats <laughs> I bet he does or dog <laughs> questions but it's it's the episode about junior tennis do you say you have a dog you have a dog what Oh no I just I had a tweet from Brett and um, I'm sorry Brett is Brett a dog or a person uh, well
1: Brett has a picture of a dog okay
0: Because we have Instagram accounts when it is a dog and it describes themselves, it tells you what breed this particular dog is. Right. Okay. Any
1: Shebas on there? Like Sven? No. Ah, well, anyway, Brett, who's not a (laughs) Sheba. sent me a tweet i haven't responded to you brett i very much apologize saying, I, can, I apologize
0: on her but she does that with me with messages <laughs> i send her a message she keeps me wasting about a day and then says something random and then so i apologize i know i feel your like daisy brett i feel your pain a bit harsh but all right it's fine he says hi naomi how's
1: sven and then gives me my own or well, gives sven his own hashtag of hashtag sven, hashtag sven segment how is sven well he's great very cute is that is that the same um is that it that's the safe <laughs> and we were kind of promising a sven segment and i think brett got quite excited about it and then we uh we never so did that's it. why he's got in touch and then you've ignored him by not replying to his message so the brief sven segment is yeah. training is going on continuously he it's his birthday when 11th of november soon
0: soon, soon. yes what I do you know a party well, maybe. Because you know in New York they have dog parties and my mum went to visit a friend Not there. Not actual Yeah, ones. yeah, my mum went to visit oh. a friend there and her friend said, I've, I've just got to go to this bar- party, can you pop in with me? So mum thought, fine, you know, it's a party of someone. It was a party for a dog. In terms of everybody brought a dog, a dogs were wearing hats, sort of like your jumper, the party hats. There was food for dogs, there was entertainment maybe for dogs. my jumper was a, a depiction of a but dog it was a, party because it was a dog in a party hat. a friend of my mother's friend had paid a fortune it was it was in new york maybe it's the kind of thing that maybe happens in new york it was for dogs they'd hired a party a dog party planner and 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 then the food and everything was about dogs and they got a goodie bag a dog doggy bag (laughs) they got an actual doggy bag when they left and my mom's friend didn't have a dog so i'm not quite sure they went but mom was in complete shock complete shock that she stood there witnessing just a bunch of dogs, all shapes and sizes and breeds and whatever, being entertained mm. and fed and then given doggy bags to leave. So I, it's it's, it's a, a a thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I like Sven. I potentially love Sven. <laughs>
0: I don't think I love him that much. Because I I did receive my wedding invitation, so... Oh, yes. Thank you. Uh, So it's it's quite confusing. There's lots of boxes I have to tick, so I'm I'm getting there with it. But I'm not going to be receiving a a Sven birthday party invitation. No, no, (laughs) that's not
1: happening. But he does have a little bow tie at home. He doesn't. He does. No, he doesn't. Yes. Why? Well, he wanted one and he bought one. No, he didn't. (laughs) <laughs> he he wanted one i got him a little bow tie and it's very cute so i'll whack him in his bow tie Why? and i'm gonna buy him a you can buy these roots that they like to chew on anyway he's never had one so that's his birthday treat i can only imagine when you have children if you're sticking dogs in bow ties <laughs> <laughs> it's only but i don't have any other outfits or anything just the bow tie but anyway um other news on Sven. Uh, fireworks night, of course, oh, was how pretty, was he? pretty mega. Apparently, he was fine. I wasn't. I was. I was working. I was in Paris, so An
0: absent parent. <laughs> You're absent from when he had the big operation to change him oh, from yes. the Sven that was to the Sven that is. Yes. You were absent for the second most traumatic part of his life, which was fireworks night. Yeah, but he was fine. Will you be present for his birthday?
1: Oh, I don't know. Eleventh. Oh no, we're we're at the O2. Oh, well, at least I can stay at home for the O2 because I don't live far away. So I will see him, but I'll be busy. In the morning? We'll delay it, we'll delay it. Put him in his he bow tie. He doesn't know. Can you take a photo of him in the bow tie? We'll put it on our Instagram account. Yes, I can do that, actually. Thank you. Um, he, uh, yeah, so he was absolutely fine with the fireworks. No issues at all. He just sat and watched them. He had a little rough at them occasionally, the big
0: ones. We had um, a neighbour, there's a, a WhatsApp group for our street, and there was a message went out saying... It wasn't to invite anyone. It was having some fireworks just to let you know about the noise. People with dogs or children that might freak out by it. And so they said it was 6.30. So everyone was thinking, oh, you know... There was one bang. That was it. Maybe one firework. Maybe the rest didn't work. <laughs> My friend and I were saying, Is it, was that it? Was that it? literally one bang? And that was it. Big no. message had gone out to say, be careful, everyone. Fireworks can be a lot of... not One... One bang. <laughs> and then we were waiting, thinking... They are expensive. I think it needs a refund, because I think it may have been meant to bang a little bit more than that. We have, I should say, we have a listener. Well, I'm hoping we have more than a listener. But we have a new listener Okay, to bring you. Going back to working Love football, new listeners. Hello, new listener. I'm uh, waving uh, at you. Our new listener is called Pat Nevin. Now, okay. you're not really a football person.
1: You know, I'm not. I know the name. Know the name. And I, I, could, I could possibly put a face to it. Scottish.
0: Played for Chelsea, Everton, Scotland, a number of other clubs, legend of the game. I do a lot of work with him now. We're working together this week. You've got all your celebrity friends. On the Europa League. But Pat, we'd been talking about it, and Pat said... He was—he's starting to do a football podcast, and he said, um, oh, "I'd love to listen." And you know how many people say they'd love to listen—they don't. But yeah, almost everybody. My family know. included. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I sent him a link, and I thought nothing of it. I thought Pat's is the busiest person I know, so I thought not going to listen. But that's lovely. Took an interest. Then we were working together a couple of weeks ago, and he came in. He said, "I've been listening to tennis," and still I was—I was like, "No, nah, he's just being nice now." Um, he said I really enjoy it and he hadn't really said anything to make me think he'd listen he said I, I like listening to you and Naomi it's very nice and the tennis And I thought I need, I need more than this and then suddenly he started pointing and laughing and I was like what are you looking at he said and I, I had a green shortbread smoothie ah. he said it's green not brown <gasps> and I wanted to give him a hug because it obviously listened yeah. when I made the brown sludgy <laughs> one and I said no I bought this one I didn't make this one he said I, I love that one and he was talking about he interested in the junior tennis one and he's listened, to the, he's listened to them all. Listened to absolutely all of the episodes. Wow. So I, I said to him you don't oh, have Pat. to Pat. <laughs> I said, didn't mean it when I said I didn't know who you were. <laughs> and he, he, he does a lot of travelling and people say if they do a lot of travelling, podcast perfect. so um, So thank you thank you Pat yeah
1: thanks Pat Thank maybe you Pat. I can come and hang out sometime thank you Pat <laughs> we can compare notes on junior tennis to junior football because that would be really fascinating he's,
0: he's a big fan of Andy Murray he did a few years ago he went to Chelsea's training ground when Andy Murray was going through some rehabilitation and did a sit down interview it was, it was really nice because he loves his tennis and loves Andy Murray knows him so that, that was really and he's another one he said when he was younger played a lot of tennis and it was so good for the sort of footwork and the bits and pieces. Yeah, that he and did. football's so good for
1: footwork in tennis. There's no great sports to combine. So we have, so we have a listener. So
0: that's hopefully more. So great. One, but, he's but tell you, you what, Pat. Pat's not just one listener. He's worth ten. So maybe if you make <laughs> some shortbread, yes, I can get them to Pat because I'm working with him this week. Okay, yeah, I will do that. So I can take him some legendary shortbread as a as a thank you for listening. Let's do it. Okay. We we have to go now though not to make shortbread we have the next gen ATP finals yeah the court I think is down now ready to go <laughs> you, you have to hope so
1: <laughs> I once turned up to a tournament uh, to a WTA event a tour event in India and we turned up two days before the event started and the court wasn't laid yet at all <laughs> yeah wow but they were in the middle of doing it but they got it it was all fine They weren't oh yeah it was fine it you... just meant that we couldn't really practice much oh. um, but anyway I'll, but it,
0: no such troubles no every, everything's ready everything <laughs> everything's everything's set to go you can hear commentary on ATP tennis radio Naomi you're in you're in pretty much for the week
1: yeah I think I think I have one day off oh yes one day off where I'm going to bake my shortbread you want going
0: to bake your shortbread I'm going to miss your shortbread
1: Oh no. Let's I just w- suddenly thought let's
0: speak to a big boss producer. Okay, we'll have and, to and uh the schedule. We'll have to sort this out or if it can keep because we're going to be reunited after today at the O2 on Sunday. You know what? I'll make two batches. Wow. Let's do that.